Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 146 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were WWE 2K22, Time Loader, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok. The games coming out this week are Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 5, Dawn of the Monsters, Phantom Breaker Omnia, The Wanderer, Frankenstein's Creature, Tunic, Paradise Killer, Curious Expedition 2, Curious Expedition 2 Highlands of Avalon, Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Royal Frontier, and Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have 6.5 to cover this week. Number 1, Halo Infinite Campaign Co-op Delayed Again. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, 343 Industries has, once again, delayed the launch of Halo Infinite's campaign co-op with the developer stating it needs more time to implement the mode. In a blog post over on Halo Waypoint, 343's Joseph Staten explains that Halo Infinite's campaign co-op will not launch in May with Season 2 as intended, which means if you were hoping to work your way through the Halo Infinite achievements with a pal, you're going to have to wait a little longer. Staten says the team is, quote, making great progress, end quote, on campaign co-op, but notes, quote, it's going to take more time to land a high-quality, full-featured, four-player network co-op experience in the massive, wide-open world of Halo Infinite, end quote. This means that 343, quote, will not be able to ship campaign network co-op on May 3rd at the start of Season 2, end quote, though it still is aiming to roll out the mode to players later in Season 2, alongside two-player split-screen co-op across all Xbox consoles. Staten says that split-screen co-op has proven tricky thanks to the non-linear wide-open sections of Halo Infinite's campaign, presenting the developer with some big challenges that have taken time to solve. As for Forge mode, Staten says 343 is privately flighting the mode with a small group of players. The developer has plans for public flights, which we'll announce more on later this year, and it still has the goal for shipping Forge with Season 3. Just another massive blow to what was already disappointing that we didn't get to play Halo Infinite campaign co-op at launch. Was this a right to delay the game even further, even though we got to enjoy campaign and multiplayer? Should they have just delayed the campaign? We'll never know, but it is really sad to see this game kind of fall off a cliff a little bit, and now this is not going to help it bring it back up. Number 2. Xbox Series X and S consoles can now download updates in Energy Saver mode. Tom Ivanette, VGC, writes, Microsoft has said that the Xbox Series X and S consoles can now download system and game updates in Energy Saver mode. The news was announced as part of a wider update on Xbox's sustainability efforts, which are working towards it being carbon negative, water positive, and zero waste by 2030. The news means players no longer need to leave the console in standby mode, which consumes about 20 times more power than Energy Saver, in order to download updates when the system's not in use. Energy Saver mode has also been made the default option when new owners first boot up the system. Microsoft said it embedded an enhanced power monitoring system in a small number of consoles designed to help it identify the best ways to introduce future power-saving improvements. The company is also incorporating more post-consumer recycled resins into its products. It began doing this with a console for the first time in late 2021. Another cool update by Microsoft and Xbox with a boost towards their sustainability efforts. Let's see if Energy Saver will help me better than standby in actually downloading all these updates, not me going into the system and, oh look, I have 10 updates for my console. Always hated that. Number 3. Overwatch 2 will release PvP and PvE modes separately, first PvP beta in April. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Blizzard is changing up its release plans for Overwatch 2 in a major way. Rather than ship the PvP and PvE portions of the shooter together, Blizzard will decouple the package to get the Overwatch 2 PvP to players sooner rather than later. 
In a new update, the first in a series of updates for the sake of more regular communication with fans, Blizzard announced that Overwatch 2 PvP will be entering closed alpha testing later today with a beta planned for April. The closed alpha is only open to Blizzard employees, Overwatch League pros, and a few other select groups. The late April PvP beta, however, will be available for players in all regions on PC. While it will be a closed beta, it's a chance for a larger group of testers to play the PvP mode and provide feedback to the developers. As part of the beta, several of the changes coming to Overwatch 2 will be available for testing. This includes the new Hero Sojourn, the new game mode push 5v5 multiplayer, the new hero reworks, and four new maps. Players can sign up to request access to the Overwatch 2 PvP Beta 1 on all platforms at their website. More players and hopefully platforms will get an opportunity to beta test the PvP in upcoming beta phases. Finally, something tangible for a community that has been begging for this game. I liked Overwatch 1 at launch, I didn't get super into it, but it was a fine made game. I just can't believe that they stopped supporting Overwatch 1 years and years ago to work on 2 when no one actually asked for it. They shouldn't have done this, they should have kept supporting 1, built it out, because 2 is even going to be playable with players on 1. It just simply doesn't make any sense. Number 4. Gotham Knights release date reveals when fans can play Batman Sidekicks. Shane Romanchik at Collider writes, 2022 has had some incredible games so far in less than 3 months, and one of the highly anticipated games coming out this year is WB Games Montreal's next Batman-centric title, Gotham Knights. While many fans have been worried that the game would not make its 2022 window, as it has been delayed many times before, the action RPG finally has a confirmed release date of October 25th, 2022. WB Games Montreal made the announcement on the Gotham Knights Twitter page with a new look at the clock tower hideout, The Belfry. The image comes with the quote, Gotham will always need its heroes. Suit up for the all-new adventure on 10-25-22, end quote. This is in reference to the story of the game that sees Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Red Hood protecting Gotham from the sinister Court of Owls after Bruce Wayne is seemingly murdered and the Batcave is destroyed. There is still a lot of mystery surrounding the game despite the many trailers we have gotten up to this point. That being said, this is a story-driven adventure that sees you play as one of the four heroes in an open-world Gotham City, and there is co-op as well as light RPG elements. The combat, from the various previews, looks to have similar stealth mechanics and fighting styles to the popular Arkham series of games, with one of the coolest new additions being customizable suits for each hero. Other confirmed villains besides the Court of Owls include Mr. Freeze and Penguin. I am mildly optimistic about this game. I certainly want to see more, it seems like a fun game that I can play in co-op with my friend, but I kind of gotta wait and see on this one, just to see what all the reviewers say about this game. And as the story notes, it's confirmed from October 25th, 2022, but nothing is confirmed in terms of release dates in video games anymore. We can only hope that it hits its target. Number 5. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands DLC will add new bosses, levels, and a class to boost replayability. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands 4-part season pass will bring new bosses, levels, and a new class. Each installment of the post-launch content will take players to a new illusionary world, each with 5 levels and a final boss fight to cap off things. Developer Gearbox made the announcement today but didn't say when each of the 4 content drops will be coming, Though the game itself launches on March 25th. Upon release of the final DLC, players with the Season Pass will also receive a new 7th class that comes with its own unique class feat, action skills, and skill tree. No details have been announced as to what this class is, so their abilities remain a mystery for now. The content can be accessed through the Season Pass or each of the four quote, Mirror of Mystery, end quote, content packs that can be purchased individually. Gearbox has yet to reveal exact pricing, but the chaotic, great edition of Tiny Tina's Wonderland comes with the Season Pass and is around $20 more expensive than the standard PS5 and Series editions of the games, and $30 more than the PS4 and Xbox One editions. Gearbox said post-launch content is intended for replayability as well, as the final boss in each area will grow more powerful each time, and beating them again and again will allow you to earn legendary loot. There's more to this story if you want to learn more about the game coming up. 
I just can't seem to find the hype around this one. Doesn't seem like there's many people excited. I'm going to be intrigued to see how it does. This is a Borderlands game, but it's not titled Borderlands. Is that going to hurt it? Is that going to help it? Intrigued to see how this one plays out. Number six, Dead Space Remake is aiming for early 2023. Eric Van Allen at Destructoid writes, See you next year, Space Cowboy. Electronic Arts and Motive have set a target window for their upcoming remake of Dead Space. The Dead Space remake will be targeting an early 2023 window for launch. The news came today alongside a developer livestream showing gameplay of the updated sci-fi survival horror classic. It's a pretty lengthy watch, but worth it if you want to see where Motive is currently at with their take on Dead Space. Today's livestream focused on audio in particular. The USG Ishimura is looking to be even creepier than before, thanks to the way sounds can morph to the environment. Also, Motive is using the Alive system to change how Isaac delivers dialogue, depending on his current state. It's pretty cool audio tech. The news of an early 2033 window pushes it out from a reported target of October of 2022. It seems like EA Motive is taking some extra time to ensure it gets the scares and atmosphere of Dead Space just right. Very, very excited about this one. I am actually someone who didn't play the original Dead Space all the way through. I played a couple of hours back in the day, but for some reason never completed it. Being a huge fan of the Resident Evil series, this game was so far up my alley. Just somehow I missed it. Just can't wait to get my hands on this remake. And I threw this in as point five. No one gets the credit. It's an absolutely dumb story to even highlight on the show. But fun fact, everyone, and it's not the fun fact for the show this week. Battlefield 2482 got a new update. And guess what? Spoiler alert. It finally has a scoreboard. Can't believe it's an actual update and an actual story for a game that launched months and months ago as a multiplayer only game. Just insane to me what they've flopped with this game. But as always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. And this one is about Microsoft in the year of 2021. Credit to Chris Scullion at VGC. Did you know Microsoft was Metacritic's highest rated publisher in 2021 with the largest average score ever? Metacritic has revealed that Microsoft is the winner of its 12th annual Game Publisher Rankings Countdown. 10 products published by Xbox Game Studios were reviewed in 2021. 5 games released over various formats and the average meta score was 87.4. Of these titles, 100% were rated good and 3 of them were rated great, scoring over 90, Forza Horizon 5, Psychonauts 2, and the Xbox Series X version of Microsoft Flight Simulator. According to Metacritic, this marks the first time a publisher has ever averaged over 85 meta score in a year since its annual ranking started 12 years ago. And who says Xbox doesn't have great games anymore? This was obviously a great year for Xbox. They had the big hitters, we had Halo Infinite at the end of the year too to close out the run. We're so far in a big lull of games right now, but what's on the horizon? Possibly Redfall, we'll see how that game actually turns out. And guess what? Starfield to close the year, and maybe some surprises sprinkled in between. It's an exciting time ahead for Xbox. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week was a doozy with what I've been playing when I recorded the last show. It was Friday night. We were preparing for the big Destiny 2 raid in Valve of the Disciple on Saturday. As with the servers, as was with contest mode, too difficult. We spent many, 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 many hours playing it. Couldn't complete it. Went in on Sunday, got some some progress on contest mode, none really at all. Fresh run on Monday, five hours, knocked it out, loved my time with it. Definitely need a break from Destiny. I've played so much. Started Horizon up again, played a couple hours, and then that damn Destiny 2 itch got me again, so I played some more Trials. Can't keep away from that game right now. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.